So let's make Addy feel really, really welcome as he comes up this morning. Wow, good morning, church. Um, it's a massive privilege to come before you today. And um, I, I believe God has set today up for us, really, because um, I didn't know Abby, how is she? I didn't know Abby was going to be speaking um, on prayers in terms of God's gifts, you know. But I knew she was going to be speaking on prayers, and I was going to be speaking on prayer. And for some reason, I found that my prayer, my, my talk, was being geared towards um, speaking about the help of the Holy Spirit, this gift from God. So I know that God is making that gift available to someone today. I don't know where it is, but that gift is there. Amen. So I'll start by reading um, from Ephesians chapter 6, and um, I'll be reading from verse 18 through 20. It says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, Words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as a shield. Paul was writing to the Ephesians here and he used the word pray, pray, pray. He started by saying, pray in the spirit. Then he says, pray for me, pray that I may speak fearlessly. Now prayer is the means through which we commune with God. You know, like I said, everything is nicely set up for us today. The choir sang, we have a good, good father. Amen? Abby said, we have a father who wants to give us this gift. Praise the Lord. And prayer is the means through which we communicate with our father. There is nothing we cannot bring before this father. You know, the Bible says we have a father that, that has the desire, the pleasure to give us the good of his kingdom. This is the father we serve. Praise God. And we can bring anything before him in prayer. Anything is on the table. Jesus Christ says, if my word abides in you and you abide in me, you can ask anything, anything, anything. There's nothing you can bring to the table and God will say, wow, wow, Michael, did you hear that? You know, God, God is not like that. You know, there's nothing strange. God is not going to say, whoa, COVID, I've never heard of that. You know, anything, anything, you know, if it is small, but small enough to worry you, you bring it before God. The Bible says, are we anxious? You know, it says, don't be anxious for anything. You know, but in prayer and supplications, make your request known to God. You know, are we, are we, are we about to give up because things are not working for us? Maybe we've, we've tried praying a bit. You know, we've spoken with people, things are not working. The Bible says we ought to always pray and not give up. Why? Because our Father will come to our aid Quickly, are we feeling unwell? You know, maybe the diagnosis are not good or just a little bit under the weather. The Bible says pray because we have a good, we have a father that is interested in us. The Bible says pray because the prayer said in faith will make the sick well. And apart from all these benefits of praying, we can, we can also use prayer as a weapon. You know, the Bible's given us this spiritual weapon of prayer to use in our spiritual battles. You know, we can bring the word of God, the Bible, the passage we read, before, before the verses I read, Paul was describing the armor of God. And he was talking about the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. And we can, we can put this weapon into action in prayer. You know, when we bring the word of God, when we, when we pray the word of God in, in, in prayer, 
we're using the shield of uh, the sword of the spirit, you know, to ward off the attacks of the enemy. You know, we can stand on the promises of God to banish doubts. You know, knowing that God is faithful, God keeps His promises. Like Rich said, you know, we have a God, we have a High Priest, Jesus in heaven. You know, He can relate with us, He can sympathize with us, and He wants us to come before His presence. He wants us to come with confidence so that we can obtain help and mercy in times of need. So we have this invitation, right? We have this invitation to come to God. We all know that when we pray, the Bible says the prayer of a righteous person is effective and powerful. But for some reason, I will admit it, you know, for some reason, we still struggle to pray. You know, last week, I had to book my prayer slot, right? I looked through the time, and I could only find middle of the night, and I said, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I'll be very busy in the morning. You know, you love your sleep all day. You can't just set an alarm and wake up. You know, I, I knew that there's something good about it, you know, to come before God and pray for the church, pray for your families, pray for the nation. But there's something in us. There's something in us that's just missing, and that's what I want to talk to us today. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. When I was preparing this, a famous phrase by a famous preacher came to mind. It says, it takes a spiritual appetite to enjoy a spiritual meal. Right? It takes a spiritual appetite to enjoy a spiritual meal. So I will say, it takes the gift of the Holy Spirit. It takes the help of the Spirit of God for us to prevail in prayer. So how does the Holy Spirit help us? One, the Holy Spirit helps us through the regeneration of our spirit. I will explain further in a bit. Two, the Holy Spirit helps us by empowering us to overcome the sinful nature. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray according to the will of God. I'll take the first point. Through the regeneration of our spirit, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, sinful human in our old nature, it is just impossible to approach God. Again, like I said, God has set today perfectly well for us. The lady came up here and talked about the bridge, right? Jesus has bridged that gap for us. The Bible says there is only one way to God. And no one goes to God unless you go through Jesus Christ it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, Jesus is the bridge, is bridge this gap between sinful human and a very holy God. So when we, before we even think of accessing that Father, before we can even have the privilege of saying, our Father who is in heaven, we have to accept, accept the work of Jesus Christ, what is done on the cross. He has died for us. He has paid that sin that puts a separation between us and God, Jesus Christ has paid that debt. Amen? So when we accept Jesus Christ, the spirit of Christ comes to live on the inside of us. That's the gift that Abby was talking about. That spirit, the Bible says, makes us children of God. I mean, you cannot be, unless you are a child of God, that is when you can say, our Father, who art in heaven, right? You have to be a child to call him a father. So I will say to anyone who is longing to have the benefits that prayer affords us, that you need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is the first step. 
And once you've made a decision, you humble yourself before God. You say, I know that in my sinful nature I cannot come before you. And I accept the sacrifice you've made for me. You will receive the Spirit. The Spirit of Christ will come and dwell in you. And that makes you a child of God. Amen? The second way the Spirit helps us is by empowering us to overcome the sinful nature. Once we have accepted Christ in our lives, we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. The Bible says we are a new being. However, we still have a challenge. We have the old nature. That old nature that said to me on Monday, said that day you need to walk, tomorrow you have important things to do. You know, I mean, it, there was a wrestle, there was a loud noise in my head. No, 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 you can't do that. You have to do school runs. You have to, you have to log in early. You have to, you can't, you need your sleep. You know, you, you're going to get grumpy in the morning. That's the, that's the old nature screaming at us, you know. And the Spirit helps us. You know, we need the Spirit of God to develop this spiritual appetite for prayer. I mean, this, um, this, this same problem was evidenced in the lives of the disciples in Gethsemane on the night that Jesus Christ was arrested and he took his disciples with him. After having the, the Last Supper, he took his disciples with him. And, and they went to this garden to pray. It was the most difficult night of his human life. I mean, Jesus Christ described it this way. He said, my heart is sorrowful to the point of death. And it was really, really very sorrowful. So he took his 12 disciples, and then from the 12, he took another three, Peter, James, and John. And he said, you know what? I'm really, really very sorrowful. I want you to pray with me. Then he left them and went further. So he went on to pray. When he came back after an hour, what did he find? Did he find his friends praying? No. He found his friends sleeping. They were fast asleep. Can you imagine the most difficult night of your life? And you sent to your, to your closest friend, said, pray with me. And it wasn't that they were hypocrites. It wasn't that they were not willing to pray. But Jesus Christ pinpointed what the problem was. He said to them, Watch and pray that you do not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That is why we need this help of the Holy Spirit in prayer. Paul described the problem also this way. He said, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. When you talk about the flesh, you're talking about the, the sinful nature of, the, of humans. You know, it desires what is contrary to the, to the spirit. And the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. There's this conflict within us. So how do we overcome this sinful nature? You know, we know that we want to pray. We know that it is a good thing when someone stands here and announces to us, oh, we're holding prayer and fasting, but we just feel we dread somehow, even though we, we know there's something good about it. So how do we overcome this nature, this old nature? It is through the help of the Spirit. The Bible says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Now, as we surrender, we have the Spirit already living on the inside of us. But we need to tap into the power of that spirit by surrendering to the spirit of God. Instead of grieving the spirit of God, the spirit prompts us to follow godly principles. So we need to daily yield to the spirit. In chapter 1, we have things called rhythm. We need to learn to pick up good habits. Read the scripture, rhythm of scriptures, rhythm of worship, fellowship, praying. As we pick up good habits, as we yield every area of our lives to to, to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us, and this struggle we have with the old nature, the Holy Spirit empowers us to overcome it because the sinful nature is no longer, we are no longer under that nature. Like the song we always sing says, I'm no longer a slave to sin, I'm no longer a slave to fear. But we need to yield to that spirit that comes into us at salvation. And finally, 
how does the Holy Spirit help us in prayer? The Holy Spirit helps us by helping us to pray according to the will of God. When Jesus gave us that blank check, he said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask for anything. Ask for anything. But we cannot go asking for something that is not in line with the will of God. You know, God cannot be tempted to do evil. So we need the help of the Holy Spirit to ask for the right things. And the Holy Spirit does that in two ways, at least two ways I'm going to mention um, this morning. One, it does it by giving us the gift of speaking in tongues. If we have the gift of speaking in tongues, we can be assured that any time we put that gift to use, we are praying according to the will of God. Anytime. Sometimes we are praying about something that are needful, because how do we know what to pray for? Like what we want, is it really what we need? But when we put the gift to use, the gift of speaking in tongues, it helps us to pray the mind of God, the mind of God for us, the mind of God for the church, the mind of God for our nation. And we discover we are praying in the perfect and pleasing will of the Father. Another way the Holy Spirit helps us, because someone might be saying, well, I don't yet have the gift of speaking in tongues. Does that mean the Holy Spirit cannot help me in prayer? Absolutely not. The Holy Spirit can still help us by guiding us into the truth of Scripture. You know, this happened to me a few years ago. Um, at work, I'd been working in a particular place 15 years. It was very stressful. I was looking for a way out. I couldn't find a way out. Then an opportunity came. I mean, it was announced to everybody. It said there's an opportunity opened to everybody. So I went and said, okay, I want to take advantage of this opportunity, something I've been looking forward to. And they said no. Even though they said yes to so many people, they said no. So I went home very, very sad. I was extremely sad. I remember driving home that night, crying on the A40. I got home, I prayed. I was encouraged a bit. Then I took a friend of mine, a colleague, and we went to my line manager. I said, okay, I still want to take advantage of this opportunity. These are my reasons. Again, they said no. I involved the union. They went to the most senior manager, said to them, and they would like to take advantage of, of, of this opportunity. Can you reconsider? They said no. So I was so aggrieved in my spirit I started praying for a way out. I said to God, God, I cannot stay in this place. Just give me another job. And I was praying. I was depressed, just asking for God. God, just, I know they will never say yes. Just give me. As I was praying, a Bible passage dropped in my mind. It was the story of Moses and Pharaoh. You know, Moses had gone to Pharaoh, said, God says, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, yes. I actually opened up that scripture to make the impression very deep on my heart. I opened up that scripture and I read the number of times Moses went to Pharaoh and Pharaoh kept saying, no, no, no. I mean, to the ordinary ears and eyes, that looks like that is a solid no. Nothing is ever going to change. In fact, at one particular time, Moses said, um, Pharaoh said to Moses, he said, if I see you again, I will surely kill you. you know? So the Bible said, but we know how that story ended. You know, Pharaoh did not have the last say. So by guiding me into that scripture... I was able to change my prayer from God, just take me out of this place, to God, give me the perseverance of Moses. God, do what Moses, do what you did for Moses. And a, a month passed, six months, eight months, nothing happened. About 10 months down the line, I received a, a test message. You know, they say, are they? The line managers could considered, and they're going to give you what you asked for. So the Holy Spirit guided my prayer thoughts. I was praying for God to take me out of that problem, but God wanted me to persevere and to stay in that, in, in, in that particular place. So the Holy Spirit can guide us into truths like this in the Bible um, to help us pray according to God's perfect will for our lives. 
I'm going to close by encouraging us to remember that we have a father that is willing. God is not a reluctant God. He is willing. He's made himself available to us. He is willing to help us. And I want to ask us that through the spirit of God that he has given us, to submit fully to this gift of the spirit, to commit our ways to him daily, he says, pray in the spirit at all times. It doesn't matter where we are, at work, on the bus, on the train, where we take walks, to pray and ask God. And as we pray, I believe that the prayer said in faith will be answered in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.